0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the FearCast. This is the podcast dedicated to OCD and anxiety and anxiety spectrum disorders. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me today for the podcast. Um, so uh, for everyone who is new, this is a question and answer based podcast. Um, if you would like a question on the podcast, your question on the podcast, probably the best way to do this is to go over to fearcastpodcast.com. And so you can send me a message uh, over there by clicking on the subscribe a question link. You can send me an email that way, um, or uh, this is actually the best way: send me an audio question over at Instagram. So I'm Fearcast Podcast over at Instagram. You can send me a DM. Click on the little microphone button there, record your audio question there, and it will send directly to me. That is what's happening today. So um, the, this is actually the last one that I had in the the last audio question that I had in the queue. So now we're going to go to other questions. But if you have an audio question, these will be put up as soon as possible. So this question was sent in relatively recently. So it is going to be put up. So you can also record your question uh, on your phone and email it to me at questions at fearcast or you can send me the shared Google Drive uh, if you upload that audio to Google Drive somewhere. Anyways, there are tons of ways to get me those questions. So, um, so I don't have a ton of time since I realized that trying to put this together and a bunch of other stuff, I, I'm, um, Butting up against a session. So, I'm just going to jump into this. Um, So, here's how it's going to work I'm going to play the question and um, then I will talk about it. Um, I guess I have nothing else to add at this point. Everyone's going back to school. I hope you are all doing well. I'll put this at the end. Here we go. Here's the question from Cynthia
1: Hi. um, I just wanted to submit a question for your podcast. Um, I have generalized anxiety disorder uh, with OCD tendencies, is uh, you know what my counselors have called it. Um, I don't use any medications to manage this. I do speak to a counselor um, whenever needed to kind of uh, brush up on my coping skills, and most of the time it's quite manageable. Um, but the one symptom, or I guess manifestation of my issues that. Is been, it's just been really hard to manage over the years is that I have a huge fear of losing control of my body, whether that's fainting, you know, being sick in public. Um, I don't know, like not making it to a bathroom in time. Like I think about it all the time. Uh, it impacts the types of jobs I accept. You know, they have to be safe or I can make it to a bathroom. Um, it it's just, it consumes a lot of my thoughts. And the one way that it's, I guess the most troublesome is that um, I think about it, uh, I guess I ruminate on it constantly when I'm driving um, because I fear that I might faint uh, at the wheel. Uh, and, you know, what I've tried to explain to therapists in the past is that these fears came from experiences like where I, you know, saw something really gory um, that made me feel sick or made me faint, that, that has happened, um, so, What my brain now does when I'm driving is, uh, you know, I ruminate on gory thoughts. Like they're quite intrusive. I don't want to be thinking about that, but I ruminate on gory thoughts and then I start getting panicky that if I think about those things too much, I might faint while I'm driving my car. Now, this is where my question comes in. I haven't quite found a treatment that works for this. Exposure therapy is something that my counselors have recommended to me, but it just doesn't seem to work in this situation because I drive my car every day and it keeps happening and it's been happening for years. Um, So do you have any recommendations on uh, what might be a better solution other than uh, exposure therapy or what might be a better approach to managing these uh, unwanted thoughts? Um, I haven't really... Again, exposure therapy keeps being recommended to me over and over, but it's just, it's not feasible in this situation.
0: All right. Thank you, Cynthia, for sending in that question. Um, I think this was a really good question. And it kind of, as I was listening to it, kind of zigged when I, when I, when I, when I thought it was going to zag. And um, ho- hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to be able to address this uh, in the best possible way. It sounds like you, so you're So you kind of starting off with, you know, you're, you're worried that you're going to lose control of your body. And I was thinking, all right, so we're going to talk about doing exposures to, you know, the possibility of kind of losing. Well, first off, what does lose control mean? You talked about like maybe you're not going to make it to the bathroom, so maybe it's losing control of your bowels. And then sometimes then you talked about fainting, so maybe it's like losing control, like physically of your body and not, not being able to control yourself. It might be a combination of the two, um, and but we're gonna. I want to address kind of the the idea of exposure and response prevention, and what happens, um, kind of what what you can do with um, with that. Uh, Cynthia, you you took the one thing that all of us ERP therapists know how to do is ERP, and you said it's not gonna work. I'm being sarcastic here, perhaps. I get it, it's super frustrating when you constantly hear, hey, do ERP, do ERP, and say, yeah, I'm doing that, but it's not working. So, when I hear that it's not working, I wonder well, what part of it is not working, right? Now given, ERP as a tool doesn't work for everybody, and oftentimes it doesn't work in the expected way, or in the way that you would really want it to work, which is to just make the anxiety drop off, right? So anxiety can respond very differently to, to ERP. Now, if your expectation is that you're gonna drive and not have these thoughts, that's not really what ERP is intended to do. What I'll say here is that you are doing ERP. The reality is you drive every day, as you said. You drive all the time. That's exposure. So the question for me is, are you doing the RP? Are you doing the response prevention resisting compulsions? So oftentimes when people say exposure and response prevention doesn't work, it's because they are in their head doing mental compulsions throughout the entire process. They are trying to figure the thought out. They're trying to thought suppress. They're trying to change them into specific sort of ways. They're trying to neutralize them. They're trying to counteract them with like a good thought or a pleasurable thought or a safe thought, right? In other words, they're 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 still doing compulsions throughout the entire process. It's kind of like, you know, eating a bucket of Twinkies while on a treadmill. Like, yeah, you're exercising, I guess, but it's not really getting at it's not really doing the thing that you're hoping it's going to do. And I get the frustration. Now again, you're not in my office, so we can't really talk about this, but for everybody out there, sometimes, oftentimes, that's what's happening, is you're, you're still in your head doing compulsions. So, one of the first things that I would recommend that you do is try to figure out what your compulsions, what compulsions you are doing, what things you're doing in your head throughout that process. You said you're constantly having this thought. Okay. In short, I would say, well, so what? Thoughts without actions are simply thoughts. Thoughts without further intentional thoughts, so active action thoughts, anyways, are simply thoughts, right? OCD without the C part is just thoughts. It's a thought followed by a compulsion. It is an unwanted, intrusive thought, feeling, image, sensation, or urge that we all get as humans, and it is responded to with compulsions. Um, If we take the compulsions out, we don't have OCD anymore. We have thoughts. Okay. So, step number one is going to be to try to figure out what those compulsions are, what you're doing, and how you can start to resist doing them. You you also mentioned... um, a history of fainting to gory thoughts. Now, I, I, I certainly get this, and I'll, I'll talk about ICBT since I'm sure some people who are listening to this are going to be upset if I don't bring that up. Um, but fainting in response to some anxious experiences it, 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 I wouldn't say it's common, but it's something that can happen. It's called vasovagal syncope. It's basically a sudden drop in blood pressure that can sometimes happen uh, in response to a lot of different things. So it can be caused by uh, feeling intense pain, feeling excessive um uh, excessive, or standing for a long period of time, feeling excessive heat, skipping meals, or intense emotion such as anxiety. Sometimes we'll hear people when they say like, "Oh, I you know I faint when I see blood." This is what's happening: um, is that they see blood, they're experiencing a sudden rush in emotion or a sudden rush in, in well in, in emotion and it results in this sudden loss of blood pressure, blood drops out of your head, you pass out, and that's kinda of what happens. So, the way that this is treated, or the, well, the first thing that anybody's gonna do with this is, and I, what I would encourage you to do before any of this goes on, before you take any further steps you haven't done this, go talk to a doctor. Have yourself medically checked out, talk about what's going on, and see if they can evaluate, to see if there's anything medically wrong going on that's contributing to this. Now, if there is, treat it. If there is not, and they just say, well, you're experiencing vasovagal syncope, um, then there are a couple things that you can do with this. So first off, if you have a history of passing out, after, you, if you feel the sensations about to come, it can be really helpful to lie down and lift up your legs. What this is going to do is it's going to put blood back into your head, try to increase the blood going into your brain. Now, obviously, that's going to be a little difficult while you're driving. So I'm giving the very short Cliff's Notes version of, of the treatment of this. But there are a couple of things that you can do just very briefly to anticipate this. Now, Furthermore, to my advice here, Cynthia, chat with your chat with your therapist, your psychologist, whoever you're working with about these things before you implement them, especially as I start talking about doing things while driving, because you know it's, it's just a liability for me as a therapist who's who doesn't know you to then say, go put yourself in harm's way. So I'm going to say, here's some things that one person can do. These are some ideas that people have done in treatment, but you should go talk to your therapist, your care provider, whoever that might be, before you put any of these ridiculous things into plan or any any putting them into practice, uh, rather than getting in a car accident and then say, Saying Some ridiculous podcaster said, go do these things. I'm not saying go do these things. I'm saying chat with your therapist about maybe doing these things. Anyhow, um, if you are, but back to vasovagal syncope, I keep wanting to say sympathy. Anyways, um, what we want to try to do, if you start to feel that lightheadedness, that nausea starting to come on, all the stuff that leads up to passing out, we want to try to do things that are going to increase blood pressure. Now that can be just a couple of different suggestions and you can read more about this online. You can talk to your therapist about this as well. Um, squeezing a rubber ball or squeezing something in your hands uh, or just simply clenching your fists that can help to create or to um, increase blood pressure. Um, some things talk about arm tensing. So like taking your arms and like really, really gripping or um, I, I But anyways, perhaps even just kind of putting your arms around yourself, grabbing yourself and kind of giving yourself a big hug, that can be something that can help. Crossing your legs can be pretty helpful or tensing your leg muscles intentionally and really tightly. That can help increase uh, uh, blood pressure upward towards your brain rather than it getting stuck or getting uh, sucked into your legs. but read more about this, talk to your therapist about these things. But I want to give you that tool as a, as a means of just another tool, another thing that you can do while you're driving if that feeling starts to arise. Now we've talked about, um, we've talked about what, what compulsions you're doing and whether or not um, you're trying to do anything mentally to try to get rid of those gory images as you're driving. We want to ultimately, at the end of the day, let those thoughts be there and have you spend less time with gory images. Now, if something that you need to do to kind of help with that is, and to give you some confidence that you can have those thoughts and drive, is to practice kind of these vasovagal syncope, I'm, I'm, I'm so not trying to say sympathy, syncope um, tools while you're not driving. So perhaps an, 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 an exposure that you can start to practice in your house with your therapist is intentionally bring up these gory images that I know you don't want, but it's ultimately for the purpose of doing two things. One, to show yourself that you can have them and to build up this confidence that you can have them and they don't exist, or they, they, don't, um, they don't cause you to pass out. They do exist in your head. And two, to show you that your, your fear of then passing out is unlikely. Yes, you've had the experiences in the past of doing it, but that's where we want to try to practice having them in your mind and practicing perhaps uh, these, uh, these um, uh, tensing exercises to show yourself that you can have them. And that if you use these tools, perhaps that will help you to have them with less fear of them. Right? So if you can develop this sense of mastery over them and to say, all right, I can have them and I do this tool that helps. Now, again, I know that can be seen as compulsive and these things should be talked about with your therapist, but that would be a practice prior to driving, especially if you're in your head, thinking about them and trying to do compulsions, it's just going to be amplifying them. Okay. So if ERP, traditional ERP is not working, um, Again, I'd look at the compulsions, but one of the first things that came to mind is, is perhaps looking at, um, is, is are some tools found in ICBT. So, you acknowledge that you have a history of passing out uh, to exposure to these images, which then kind of makes it understandable that you would come to the conclusion that, gosh, if I if I have done this in the past, so maybe if I think about them, I might experience that same thing while driving, which wouldn't that be terrible? However there would be an out-of-context association. In other words, you, you, didn't, you passed out when you weren't driving. So, you passed out in a different context. And I wonder. And the context there was you saw an image rather than you had the thought of an image. And that, that can be different. And that's kind of where we want to experiment with having those thoughts in a safe and controlled environment to see, it, does it always happen? Does it happen sometimes? Or did it really just happen that one time? So, within the context of driving, you have not passed out. And we can use that to recognize the story in your brain that's playing out from the intrusive thought to the fear of passing out, to kind of mixing with the mental images of passing out. But the big important piece of information that you don't have, that your brain is kind of rounding up and pulling from this out-of-context situation, is the fact that you haven't passed out while driving, so we can remind yourself that, all right, these are thoughts, and gosh, wouldn't that be scary? But the story that my brain is giving me, the story that your brain is giving you, is missing some important pieces of information that would then make ruminating or checking or avoiding relevant. So... Another approach to look at is to look into Michael Greenberg's work into rumination focused CBT so if you search Michael Greenberg and rumination his website will pop up um, I've had him on the podcast twice he's been on a bunch of other podcasts and he's talked about his approach His approach ultimately is going to come to how does it that you how is it that you can let go of compulsions and let go of, of uh, uh, mental rumination on this, So, he has a bunch of articles and he kind of guides you through ways that you can practice letting go of your attention on the thought. Now, he he will not say that you want to redirect towards something else. He would say that's likely a compulsion. I, I'm putting perhaps words into his mouth, but I tend to think that I'm right in this. Um, and I, I, I have talked about it as... I am okay with, and in fact, I will encourage a redirection, but not a thought suppression, and that's two different things. Thought suppression uh, is trying to forcefully pretend like you don't have this thought, shutting this thought out. It's effortful. Instead, what we want to do is a, a redirect, a gentle redirect towards something that we care about more. It doesn't mean that that one thing will go away. It's we're, we're channeling our energy towards something else, and that may be more towards driving, uh, towards a conversation, towards a podcast while you're driving, things of that nature. So that can be another thing that you can practice. So I'd, I'd look into some of his techniques and maybe that will be a bit of a game changer. I've worked with some folks and have used these, uh, this approach with them. And that could be a game changer, the the, kind of the sense of it. And they literally said to me in session, they said, I didn't know. I didn't have to, or I didn't know. I, I didn't have to think about that, which was, which was astonishing to them that they said, I, I can let it go. Now, It can be easier for some, harder for others, and that's why I'm kind of bringing up a couple of these different approaches. So lastly, um, I'm gonna bring up ERP. So obviously, I'm a huge fan of exposure and response prevention. But as I mentioned before, What compulsions might you be doing in your head? What is the activity that you're doing on in your head? The other thing to that end is to build your willingness to have these thoughts and your willingness to have them without compulsion in a complete open, a radical acceptance of just openness to, yeah, this thought is there while I'm driving, but I'm not going to try to fix it or get rid of it or do anything about it. You can practice scripting. So writing out these mental, these gory images But kind of describing what they are. You can write out a story about you having these thoughts and starting to feel lightheaded and maybe starting to lose control of yourself and that you pass out while driving and that you get into a car accident or you run over some five-year-old. And then you can, in the safety of your house, listen to that story so you can audio audio record it and listen to it. You can read it so you're using your eyes to kind of scan it. And, you know, during that process, you're going to be having these thoughts go through your mind. But the goal is to read through And perhaps you want to do this while practicing some of that tension to illustrate that you can have these thoughts in your head and that you can survive. Now, there is certainly a context in which the tensing would be compulsive however if you genuinely do have this vasovagal response that would be a reasonable thing for you to do in order to make it functional for you to do that now of course if you read more about uh, vasovagal syncope sympathy again syncope syncope is a weird word to say right i I, as a therapist i'm gonna say sympathy a lot more than syncope i'm making excuses for myself anyways some things I ran across talked about having a diet that increases your blood pressure a little bit, but of course, that is going to be dependent on what tests and what doctors say and whether or not you indeed have low blood pressure or you have this response where you have a sudden drop in blood pressure. They may recommend something like that, but, anyways, more options. All right, when it comes down to then uh, doing this script, you wanna, you can practice listening to this over and over and over again until the script, you can listen to the script without trying to change it on its own terms, have those thoughts float in without you grabbing onto any of them and just letting yourself float through those mental images and let those thoughts float through your mind and kind of listening to the next one. And then what the next one is without getting caught in any of them or trying to fight against any of them, riding that wave of anxiety wherever it takes you. If you're able to do that, take that audio recording and go drive while listening to that audio recording. It's going to amp up that situation a little bit, but you just continue practicing those same things. Now, you do this in the context of the safety of your therapist, safety of, of someone who knows you, loves you, who can be there with you and walk you through an appropriate and safe con- or process to do it. But that might be another way to do ERP rather than just saying, you know, if your therapist is just saying, hey, go out and drive, it's like, yeah, you're doing that. But are you doing it while constantly thinking about them and fighting against them? That would be the missing puzzle piece that that I'm hearing. So this is a, a very quick podcast. And uh, 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 Cynthia, thank you so much for sending this in. I really hope that something in this jogged, uh, uh, jogged your motivation, maybe uh, gave you a little bit of encouragement that there are things out there that you can do just other than simply doing, uh, simply just driving. Um, now, again, we, we I didn't really talk about that idea of losing control or perhaps, um, you know, needing to go to the bathroom and, and how that has impacted work and other elements of your social life, but hopefully some of this that we talked about is going to, is going to, address some of those other issues so for anyone out there if there was something i missed or you wanted to add something to it go send me a message over at fearcast podcast add something to the instagram uh post for this uh, meaning uh, put a little comment you can send me a message over at fearcastpodcast.com you can add your comment on the episode page at fearcast podcast either way there are a ton of ways to get that feedback and if there's enough feedback i will put it up on a future episode. So. Cynthia, thank you so much again for sending this in, everybody. I hope this was a helpful um, answer if you've experienced something similar. Perhaps the takeaway from this is ERP is not the only tool. It's a very, very good tool. And I haven't even talked about acceptance and commitment therapy today. But it's a very good tool, ERP. And there are these other tools out there that do very similar things, that hopefully will help you get across the finish line or at least closer towards the finish line for you. Um, And at the end of the day, all these tools that I I will recommend, they're getting at the same thing. Compulsion's bad. Do less of them. That's really it. Oh, and go live your life, whatever it might be. Go live your life on your terms, what you want to do. Get the job that you want to do, wherever it is. Not where OCD says you can't. Or whatever it might be. Anyhow, everybody, please remember that the FearCast is not a substitute for psychotherapy. If you need a little bit of help in your recovery, go over to fearcastpodcast.com, click on the Find Help link, and there's going to be some stuff for you there. So until next time, everybody, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously. Bye.